It's Guy's Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Okay, welcome to Guy's Guy's Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins, Guy's Guy's Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, get you to think, feel, and hopefully act based on the journeys, the stories, the experiences, and the insights of the guests that I bring into Guys Guys Radio. Hopefully they add value and help you in your day-to-day life. That's what we do here. So it's the end of the year, end of 2020. Everybody wants to get out of 2020 because it's been like the worst year ever. And I was thinking about just running a, a previous show encore presentation, as they say these days. But I thought, you know what? I've got an astrologer who's really good, Jeff Harmon, and he's trained in classical, Vedic, and Kabbalistic astrology. And I have him on the show. We did a pre-recorded interview on the 26th, so if anything happened between then and now, uh, just that's my caveat, because we planted the flag then. And we we didn't get into, uh, you know, what's going to happen with sports or celebrities and all of that stuff. We talked about the big picture on astrology, which used to be astronomy and uh, part of astronomy. And we also got into the election. So you will hear some news on the election. Also, Jeff, I allowed him to kind of went on YouTube. We were doing the uh, interview on Zoom. So I allowed him to show some charts. So if you watch the YouTube version of the show, It'll provide more context because he shows a lot of charts that he's been working on. If you listen to the podcast or if you're listening to us on KCAA, you're not going to be able to see those. So if you want to check out the YouTube, just go to Robert Manny on YouTube and you'll you'll find my, uh, my station there, which is called my channel, which is called Guys Guys TV. So anyhow, Jeff Harmon and I got into it over the election and a few other things. It was an interesting conversation. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. So what else is happening out there? Well, obviously, at this time of year, I'm here in California and the pandemic, the COVID is raging. And because of uh, Thanksgiving travel and now holiday travel and the fact that it's the winter and people really haven't been doing as good as they could be doing in terms of the masks and all of that, um, I think we're going to have a a tough couple of months coming up. But after that, I I think with with the vaccines... And um, with with the fact that we're getting we'll get past the winter and that people here, I notice now in California, everybody's wearing the masks all the time outdoors and the social distancing and hopefully everybody's washing their hands. But I think people are really taking this thing seriously because it is a problem, a real problem. So God bless everybody out there. I wish you best and safety for you and your family from the COVID and also any economic crisis that may have occurred based on it. And it's that really tricky situation where you want the economy to come back, but you've got the pandemic. So if you get everything up and running in the economy and then people get sick, the economy is not going to succeed. So it's really about, in my opinion, getting to the root cause. Let's nail this COVID thing, and then things I think will pick up again. I feel terrible for a lot of businesses that may not be able to hang on that long. And so hopefully with the PPP and other programs out there, the loans will be in place that a lot of businesses can keep going. In the meantime, I think everybody should take this uh, situation and look at it opportunistically as best they can. And that means looking inside and saying, hey, you know, how can I create opportunity out of all this chaos? Is there a new skill I can learn? Is there something I can study? You know, more and more 
studying, uh, education, and work is going to be done remotely. So keep that in mind that this is an area you want to become more of an expert in. And there's so many courses available that you can take remotely now. I'm, I'm taking a course in 2021 for a new skill. And I was going to go out to, I think it's being taught like in New Mexico or something. I was going to go out there and then I realized after taking a, they had kind of a free, free uh, couple of seminars. I'm like, I don't need to be there. In fact, I like the remote learning because I can stop the recording that I'm watching uh, and I can, I can uh, go back and watch something that I didn't quite comprehend again. And that's really good because when they do the, all of these courses remotely, you, you can always record them and then go back and pick up things that you may not have picked up the first time. So the remote learning is actually a real opportunity for a lot of people. and It's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. I feel bad for the kids because they're not used to the remote learning thing. And uh, a lot of families are uh, technologically challenged. So it's really tough. My son, I have a seven-year-old and he's getting through it okay um, and I think they're doing as good a job as they can do here in Southern California with the remote learning. So fingers crossed that, uh, we'll get through this year and then things will get back to normal, but everybody's got to be in this together and really be vigilant about wearing the mask and social distancing and washing your hands because obviously the, the, the shutdown is terrible. Nobody likes it. And, uh, it's going to keep going for a little while longer. So we've got to be tough. We've got to be We've got to be respectful of each other. So Guys Guys Radio, my special guest, Jeff Harmon, astrologer. I think it's going to be a really fun interview for you guys out there. So give it a listen, and uh, thanks for being here. It's Guys Guy Radio. Ice Guys Radio, my very special guest is somebody I want to get on the show at this time of year because he's an astrologer. His name is Jeff Harmon, very well known. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Second generation astrologer, which we're going to learn about, spiritual consultant, exorcist, property clear. He's got 40 years of experience. He believes conscious self-awareness can lead us out of the matrix of our karmic past, which is a really good thing, where the soul's journey is revealed in the ancient systems of classical, Vedic, and Kabbalistic astrology. So three different types of astrology. He also does personal business readings, location astrology, corrective measures he offers also, which is to help design custom, natural, untreated gemstone talismans also. He's solved many paranormal cases, uh, hauntings, UFO-related events, uh, possessions, clearing homes, commercial spaces. Um, he's worked in many areas of the entertainment industry, so I'll ask him about that. And he's got some patent technology and has been contracted to perform forensic work with uh, the federal, state, and local governments as a sound expert. So a lot of different stuff going on here and a lot of different types of clients. And I'm really pleased to welcome Jeff to Guys Guys Radio. How you doing, Jeff? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. So there's so much here to unpack. Let's let's start at the beginning. The first thing that stuck out is that you are a second generation astrologer. Um, how did so? How did you get into it? Was it your dad, your mom? How, how what? How did it all start? My mother. Um, and I actually didn't believe in astrology. This is back in the mid '70s. I had just started driving, and uh, my mother would peg my girlfriends to the T. And I would say, how, how do you know that much about her? And she would say, well, I've got her chart. And I said, well, what do you mean you got her chart? And she said, well, I have her astrological chart. And she would go on into details that were pretty amazing for mother's intuition. I said, well, let me check this stuff out. 
because I was skeptical. You know, we, we've all heard the, uh, the the phrase that the doctor in the delivery room has more gravity than Saturn, right? We've heard that. And all these skeptical stuff. And I was definitely in that camp. And the more I started looking into it, the more fascinated I became. And um, I didn't exclusively do astrology a lot through the 80s and 90s. I was doing some of the things that you mentioned. I had a uh, a studio when we were doing commercials. Uh, that was back in the days of the reel-to-reel tapes. You know, we were doing commercial uh, soundtracks. We were doing a lot of radio radio stuff. And, um, and I was also playing around a lot with film stuff. And, um, at the same time I was paralleling looking at why one person would come in, you know, was uh, a violinist union musician. And the next one would have a bone through their nose playing punk rock, you know, and uh, you you get to see the entire walk of life. And then I started getting into the forensics work this whole time. I was paralleling with astrology. And it wasn't until probably the, I would say, late 80s that I really started locking into a lot of the ancient techniques, which are basically pre-1700s. Most people don't know this, but people like Galileo and Newton and many, many others, they were called astronomers, but they were actually, that's what astrology was back then. And as we get back into the Egyptian, Greek, and medieval times, uh, of course, the Egyptian and the Greek ancient times were much before that. I found that uh, the cohesive usage of astrology in many different areas was kind of mind-boggling and um, how accurate it was. And it still is today. That That's what's amazing. Even if you don't believe it, it's it's very, very accurate. I, th- I think one of the, the types of astrology that's really useful for people is uh, location astrology, seeing where to live. And um, I, I really can't sh- uh, share a screen right now unless you made me be the host, but I could show you there's maps that have specific longitude and latitudes of your own personal ley lines. And then you have cycles known as transits and progressions. And it's really amazing how accurate it is. Um, I, I've actually had doctors who said to me, Jeff, I'm dying. You know, what can I do? to improve. I've tried every allopathic thing. I've tried every medical thing that we know to save myself. Is there anything astrology could offer? And I would say, well, there's several things. One is where you live. And I had one gentleman, very dear friend of mine, move to a sun ascending line. I said, Jim, his name was Dr. Jim. I said, go to a sun ascending line. And he did. And his PSA started dropping out of the sky and he went into remission for the entire time he was there. And then Financially, he couldn't stay there, and he ended up moving back to another location. And I said, Jim, don't move there. Within six months, it came right back. Within another three, he was uh, he was gone. So, um, And I've seen this repeatedly uh, for different areas of life. So um, it, it's, it's very fascinating stuff. And, and again, you were mentioning the gemstones, and natural untreated gemstones really have an effect on people. I've actually worked with doctors on that issue, and they've seen vital sign changes that were not um, explainable any other way when we put the correct gemstones on Pretty interesting stuff. Um, now, you work in uh, three different types of astrology, Vedic, classical, and Kabbalistic. What is, uh, for our listeners, um, what's the difference between those three? Well, they're, they're, they're very different disciplines. And, and I would say there's actually more than that. Um, the 
you know, the, the, the perception of astrology is where all our sun signs, you know, like most people know what their sun sign is. They'll say, oh, geez, I'm a Pisces or I'm an Aries or I'm a Gemini or whatever sun sign they are. I always call that love, light and cluelessness. It's certainly good for pop. Um, I, I think interest in astrology, but when you look at the ancient systems, they are so superior because it looks at us really as these incarnations, a lot of people don't believe in past lives. A lot of people do. Um, I certainly do, especially now that I've really been delving deeper and deeper into the Vedic astrology. Uh, Vedic astrology comes from very ancient India. They don't know exactly where it came from. Some of it was in Tamil, Sanskrit, and very ancient um, languages. And it clearly goes back thousands of years. And I am just enamored at how accurate it is about the families we grow up in, the environments we are subjected to. When you, when you think about a person being born, I, I think all of us could safely say the least amount of free will we have is the parents we were born to and the environment we grew up in, right? So think about that. All those impinging factors are, are just absolutely colossal on every individual's life. Sure. Uh, some children are adopted. Some are, they grew up with a silver spoon. Others are treated horribly. So there's all these variables in between. <clears throat> and I think what's fascinating to me is some of the documents that the religions threw out years and years ago, probably somewhere between the first and the fifth century, are very interesting how this stuff reflects that we actually are uh, reincarnational beings and that <clears throat> oftentimes what we get in terms of our environment and our upbringing is past karmas that are coming through. Now, that stuff sounds hard to believe for some people, but I, I absolutely have to say there's no other logical reason. I, I get the blessing of working with psychiatrists and psychologists. I actually work with some people in prisons. Um, and it's amazing when you look at what the why of someone's life and you try and analyze that from a linear perspective and say, okay, well, what psychological or psycho psychiatrically would have caused this person to end up where they did? There's no explanations. Uh, it's not just upbringing. It's not just genetics, but there's other forces going on. So this gets into a real deep dive into who we are, I think, as, as people. And the cycles are amazing. And uh, again, that it's very intriguing to me. And um, it was probably in the 90s. I just started doing it full time. It kind of found me. <clears throat> and it's amazing. I've, I've actually got people in very interesting places throughout the globe that uh, utilize this stuff. The founding fathers of this country were known to use it. The Masons were, I mean, Washington, D.C. is known as the District of Columbia. And um, of course, I call it the district of criminals right now. But the uh, I know you didn't want to get political, but, but I, I had to put that one in there. But uh, in all in all seriousness, when people analyze the, the amazing architecture in Washington, D.C., it was all put together by a French architect and the Masons in a very occult way. The street layouts, the, the dimensions of the buildings, the positioning of the buildings, the types of buildings, it is exceedingly occult. And um, it was, I think it was Benjamin Franklin himself said that no 
person of stature would ever commence an event like a wedding, a contract signing, et cetera, et cetera, without first looking at the energetics in the astrology. And that's known as electional astrology. I do a ton of that. I do um, medical elections for people. Of course, most, a lot of the doctors don't, you know, we don't tell them about it. I just get the person to say, oh, you know, I've got to go in for elective surgery for whatever it is. And I'll have them give get a bunch of dates and then I'll pick the best date out of those. So it's, it's really fun. It, it really is. And the trips too, uh, wedding dates I do, uh, selling real estate I do a lot. Um, and, and realtors are amazed by this. They say, well, geez, you know, we put this property on the market and nobody was interested in it or we couldn't sell it. And I said, well, when did you put it on the market? And they said, oh, it was this day, this time. I said, well, when the contract runs out, I'll usually say it to the client. I'll say, let's re-sign it and put it up at a good time. And invariably, we sell the thing in very quick, short times that are inexplicable based on the ba- the past uh, history of, of trying to sell it. So it's called electional astrology. It's really, really so what, is, uh, what, um, what are the factors that determine when is the best time to do some of these things? It's all geometry. Um, when you look at all of us live at different places on the earth, right? So you have the Eastern horizon, or you could say the longitude and latitude of where we live. And of course, today in, in modern technology, uh, we all have GPS, we have Google earth, we got our iPhones. We can not only see the exact longitude and latitude we're at, we can see you know how high we are above sea level. So if that is the Eastern horizon for where you are. So the geometry of the influences of, you could say, all of the rulers of, of the Zodiac, it gets complex really quick. It's very complex mathematics and geometry. But when you have good configurations, just for instance, the moon, we all know the moon has a huge effect on the cycles every month. And um, what happens is uh, lunar aspects alone, like, um, I'll, I'll talk to people who got married and they'll say, God, what happened? You know, after three years, it just, you know, went, went horrible. And, I, and I'll look at when they got married and invariably I will see a progression. Like the moon was applying three degrees to a conjunction of Mars or an opposition. And of course that equates to three years in what we call a primary direction. So this is all math. It's, it's really interesting. It's geometry and math to the celestial arrangements which are constantly changing. I mean, like one of the reasons uh, the world is so, I think, uh, divided right now is because we just had a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. I've had people asking me about this for years, for probably 10, 15 years. Jeff, what do you think of the Mayan calendar? I said, not a thing. Can't come up with a thing for the Mayan calendar. Jesus is not coming. The world's not ending. Can't come up with anything. And then what happened was uh, I said, watch out for 2020. I said, 2020 has a plethora of energies that are hitting. We had a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, and we just literally days ago, last week, we had the um, Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And before that, we had Jupiter-Pluto, I meant to say. And what did we end up with? I mean, have you ever seen a year like this? The pandemic the division, the riots, the election, which isn't settled. 
So, you know, the celestial influences really seem to affect what happens here. So we've got a new conjunction. Let's just pick it up from right now, which yeah. was supposedly uh, December 21st. That's right. So that was on the winter solstice, right? Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? And what's what do you see happening based on that? Well, I think it indicates, you know, these conjunctions, Jupiter and Saturn, happen every 20 years. And if people remember, what happened 20 years ago? We had the Bush Gore election. Remember that? Yep. <clears throat> that was disputed. And we thought Gore was going to be in. And of course, Bush ended up. Well, uh, every 20 years these happen. But this one was significant because about every 240 years, they change what we call elements. Elements are earth, air, fire and water. A lot of people in modern science laugh at that because they say, well, wait a minute, we've got an atomic table, right? And in physics, we have all this exceedingly detailed things. But when you look at it from a bird's eye view, everything can be broken down to those four elements, solid, liquids, liquids, gas, and kinetics, right? Earth, air, fire, and water. So the Jupiter and Saturn just joined for the first time since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution <clears throat> into a new air sign. And people might say, well, what does that mean? I think we're entering a high-tech era unlike we've never seen. I, I think we're going to see shelved energies or energies that have been around but haven't been commercially feasible come out. I think uh, we're going to see explosions in genetics, medicine, transportation, communications that are going to be like the Jetsons in the next 20, 30 years. I really do. I, and, and the infrastructure is there to happen. The last time this happened like this was the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. And where do we see some changes there, huh? Okay. Jeff Harmon, astrologer, is my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Okay, so let's get right to it, Jeff. Okay, we're at this point. Today is uh, December 1. We're doing this interview is December 26. So we've got a whole bunch of political things coming up uh, the next week. Early January, we have the Electoral College meeting on the 5th or the 6th, and then we have the inauguration on the 20th. And then we've got the whole COVID thing and the stimulus package. Can you give us some over, uh, you know, some uh, overview on what you see kind of in the cards, if you will, or in the stars, actually? Well, what the charts indicate and what I'm using to see this is something known as interrogation astrology. Interrogation is literally divinational. It's where you cast a chart for the moment and ask a question. And I've had repeatedly people from politics to other people just asking questions. And the big question is, is Trump going to win? Or is he lost? Now, if you listen to the main MSM mainstream media, clearly he's he's going to be gone, right? Uh, he, he should be drying his eyes and clearing out his desk as we speak. Contrary to what the mainstream media and other people are saying, I still see Trump winning. I think this is a disputed election. Uh, he hasn't conceded. Now, if he conceded, we could say it was over, but he hasn't conceded. So what I would say that I'm seeing is from from the tools I'm using is that we're going to see. And I think we've already seen we just haven't heard about it. A lot of things happen. I think the month of January, particularly from New Year's Eve forward, and even this week, we're going to start to hear a lot of information coming out. I think it's going to be suppressed by certain areas of the media. But in the end, 
uh, we may not even have an inauguration on time. I'm not sure about that. The only thing I can tell you is it doesn't look like Biden is ultimately going to be president. That's what I can tell you. And I think there's going to be division in this country and unrest over the next three, four years because of it. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people say, you know, the mainstream media and cover up and all that. How do you explain then um, the Supreme Court and all those court cases? Good question. Um, the Supreme Court isn't done. From what I've heard, only a few cases have been thrown out by the Trump's administration or Sidney Powell. Uh, most of those have been other people bringing them to court. And, you, you know, that's that's the whole thing. When you look at all the left brain linear references, the news, the Supreme Court, <clears throat> the state legislators, on and on and on, the Electoral College, someone listening to me would say, you got to be psychotic to even think Trump could have a chance. He's got less than a snowball's chance in hell of winning this election. And yet that's what the charge keeps saying that somehow this is going to come unraveled and the voter fraud is going to get exposed. And again, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at objectively, what does the chart say? What do you see for um, Trump's health in the next year? His health doesn't look problematic, not right away, but after a year, he could run into some problems. Uh, there is some progressions that he has coming over him in 2022 through 2023 that could be problematic. Mm -hmm. How about um, your your thoughts on the United States? We were born on you know, July 4th, 1776. I guess that's technically the date. Um, tell us about what you see for our country. Well, that, that's what I was just mentioning a minute ago. The next few years looks really like a lot of changes and a lot of challenges. Um, I don't think you need astrology to see that. But, um, you know, what's interesting is how the two mirror each other. Uh, I would say that um, particularly in 2023 and 2024, this next election, there's going to be some really powerful things. There's a Pluto conjunction. Uh, in other words, for the first time in the existence of the United States, there's some very powerful energies coming in in 2022 through 2024 that I think are going to really remake this country. Um, I actually see it quite possibly much more positively. I think we're already in a war. <clears throat> and I think China has infiltrated this place far greater than people realize. Um, and I don't think it's just China. There seems to be forces that have been really coming in here. Uh, Mike Pompeo gave a talk uh, to the governors, uh, I think it was about eight months ago, and they actually had people listed who were compromised. And very interesting stuff uh, when you start looking at the head of the uh, Senate, which is Mitch McConnell and his wife and the relationships and the business deals. And you look at Pelosi and her husband. So it's really interesting stuff that I think is all going to start coming unraveled here over the next uh, year or so. And it might be a lot sooner than that. The United States has transiting Saturn 
conjuncting the the south node in the uh in in the uh, united states chart and people may say well what does that mean well it means disruption and when does that happen this march so i think from basically the first of the year all the way into the latter part of march we're going to see some serious serious convulsions in this country um and that's that's what the charts say how about um and again, my special guest, Jeff Harmon, astrologer. Good to get a perspective from somebody who takes a step back and looks at the quote unquote science, I guess you'd call it. Uh, uh, astrology was astronomy and it's all based on numbers. So thank you, Jeff. Um, let's yeah. see. How about COVID? What's your sense on what's going on with that going into 2021? Well, I, I think that they, they, you know, we're seeing in uh, England, there, there's a stronger strain that they're claiming. Mm-hmm. I think COVID's real. I think it's been highly politicized. Um, I, I saw it getting better last May, and I think it did, but yet the numbers kept coming up. You know, Elon Musk got tested, I think it was four times in a day, and he had two positive, two negative. So I'm not saying it isn't real, and there's been a lot of people who have had it and passed away, uh, which is very saddening. <clears throat> but I also think it's nowhere near as what the plague of 1917 was. I mean, they said there could have been 100 million people that died. 50 were documented, 50 million people. So this is certainly an issue. I think it's going to go into remission by the spring. That's what the charts say. And I hope that's true. Let's uh, pivot for a moment, Jeff, to uh, yeah. let's talk about the climate. I don't want to get into like uh, climate denying or cl- climate change denying or or, or uh, acknowledging that. But what do you see happening around the earth? Because it, so many people have talked about more earthquakes and more violent storms and this and that. What do you see from a climate standpoint as to what's going to happen, regardless of where what's causing it? Uh, well, you know, there's something called the grand solar minimum. I actually think we could be going into a colder spell um, rather than a warming spell. And, you know, like you said, I don't want to get into the politicization of all this climate change stuff because it's gotten highly political and there right. seems to be all kinds of motivations behind each side of the fence. But, um, I, you know, I really think as far as any gargantuan cataclysms, I can't see anything right away. I mean, we're always going to have earthquakes. We're always going to have tsunamis and tornadoes. That is a normal cycle of things. And the sun certainly seems to affect that. There's a lot of science on that. As far as what I can see, I, I really think when the Hebrew calendar runs out right around that time, which is just a couple hundred years from now, that's when we could look at some kind of an axis tip. Now, I could be wrong, but that's, um, there's something known as the precession of the equinoxes. And many people believe this last Jupiter-Saturn conjunction brought us into the age of Aquarius. And I don't believe that that's true. I, I think we just had a conjunction in the first tropical sign of Aries. I'm, I'm sorry, Aquarius, which is very powerful. But I, I don't I don't know that I see anything that I can pick up. Um, and, and some of these forces are beyond what any science or astrology can fully grasp. These are very divine and very high and powerful matters. When you start talking about axis tips, um, I, I can tell you one thing. I think the consciousness of the human race will probably affect when that 
access tip happens. Um, because the two seem to be linked. That's one of the mysteries of Vedic astrology. There's an ancient system called Nadi. It's N-A-D-I. And it's astounding. When you see the what we call the eclipse points in every person's chart line up in very specific ways, you will exit the body. <clears throat> I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. And I've had friends and family. Uh, I've even seen health and disease be affected by these. They're like shadows that play on everyone's soul. And uh, it's pretty safe to say no one will get out of here alive, right? So in order for the, for, for I can predict that one 100%, um, for the axis to alter, we're going to dynamically alter many, many things, I think, from a, a very deep karmic perspective um you know we read in the bible you know many of the ancient ancient saints and prophets were believed to live hundreds of years remember that and uh, and they yes. refer to that and a lot of people you know poo poo that and say well how could that be I i'm not so sure that isn't true and the more i look at the ancient vedic astrology and the egyptian um, I, there's overwhelming scientific evidence that the axis wasn't in the place it is now. So as that changes, and right now we've got science that's saying the magnetic north is moving right. and it's rapidly moving. They had to reset GPS. I mean, this is aviation had to, had to do some real serious things on that. So yeah, it certainly could be soon. Uh, soon would be a couple hundred years, um, Okay. I mean, it could happen tomorrow. <laughs> we All don't right. know. All right. Um, let's let's bring it down to uh, some more <laughs> practical aspects. So, my special yeah. guest on Guys Guys Radio, Jeff Harmon, astrologer. I love this conversation. I hope we can hope we can make an hope we can make it an annual an annual meeting. So, uh, let's let's start with okay. If you're going to work with somebody, when uh, we were in touch, I sent my information, my birth date, location, and my uh, time of birth. Um, when you are going to work with somebody, an individual, do you use traditional Kabbalic Vedic? How do you, what's your process? And then what do you find out? And tell us for our, our listeners, you know, what you found out about me? So they get a taste as to how you work and what you come up with. Okay. Well, first off, I apologize. Camille didn't tell me you sent, she sent the birthday. So I didn't <laughs> okay. work on you. Sorry. Okay. But, but what I would tell you is that I, I have like three sheets that I fill out and I spend about 40 minutes prior to doing a reading or at least a half an hour filling out all these different sheets. So I use location astrology. I use Vedic astrology and there's actually three different types inside Vedic astrology. Plus I use what we call classical or traditional traditional, which is kind of been dubbed uh, Kabbalistic, but it's really Egyptian. It's an amalgam of Egyptian, Greek, and medieval astrology. So I use several types and I list all that out so that I have all these notes. And the cool thing today is we have the internet and Zoom. Um, if, if you made me the host, I could show you some of this stuff, which would be fascinating. All you got to do is go under someplace and make me the host and I can actually share a screen and show you things. But what I do is I look at all kinds of things that help um, to see the cycles and also location astrology, the transits and progressions. Many people uh, have moved to a different location than where they were born. That drastically affects the cycles you go through throughout your life. And um, what, what I end up with is 
a reading that you make a video of and you can play it back and you can see all these location points. You can see all your cycles. Like I always say life is a three act stage play. Act one is from birth to the first Saturn return when you're about 28, 29. Act two is from there to 58 to 59. Okay. And then that's the beginning of act three. And act three is then up to about 84 to 86. And I figure after that, it's the reprise and the exit music, right? If you make it past that, you're doing yep. good. <laughs> Have you ever done your own chart? Oh God, a lot. Yes. That, that's, I, I think most people who study this stuff start out studying their own charts. What did, uh, what did what did you uh, by doing all the work you've done over years? What have you? What's been the biggest surprise in terms of uh, combining the classic Vedic Kabbalistic astrology, all the different things you've worked on with different people, forensics, ETs, paranormal, whatever? What's the what's kind of like the big highlights and the big surprises you've gotten? Things that you just didn't think. Oh wow! These you know these really oh wow moments. I think the biggest oh wow is for me seeing that we contrary to what anyone believes we are really spiritual beings having a physical experience and that we're in an interactive consciousness and you know, I, again, I love working with psychiatrists and psychologists. You'd be surprised at how many of them really like the Vedic astrology, particularly. That's that to me is amazing. Like, like I'll get people who will call me up and ask a question, and that's where I use interrogation. You don't need your birth chart. Don't need anything. You just give me the question. So you cast the chart. And I'll give them the answer. And a lot of times they'll tell me I'm nuts. You know, oh, geez, you know, how could that be? And then they'll call me back uh, a month later and say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It came out just like that. What's, said, what's the information, Jeff, that you need if somebody asks you a question to be able to ascertain? A question. That's it. Okay. So if I ask you a question, question right now, you could yeah. Uh, give. Okay. Yeah, of course. All right. I'm building this guy's guy's radio career. Okay. So hang on here once. Uh, Okay, so you can't see what I'm doing right now. I wish you could. If you figure out a way to make me the host, I can put you right online. You'd see this. It's really easy on Zoom. Super easy. I'm not sure. And we're recording right now. So let's just keep going. Yeah, oh, it would, wouldn't disrupt your recording. Um, well, it shows you're looking at different ways to do this right now. A little okay. bit. I just not 100 percent. I'm changing you as host. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right, good. Let me come back here. Well, you did it. Good. So now I should be able to share the screen. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. So you'll see here what I'm doing. This is the chart I just cast. Wow. So I know this looks like gobbledygook and people, their eyeballs will cross. But see, the eastern horizon is you, the querent. So this is literally the eastern horizon where I'm at. Notice I cast this chart today. And... Um, literally at this time in West Hills, California, where I happen to be located. Okay. So your career is the 10th house, right where the sun is at noon. Um, what I like here is the moon is beholding. It, just, it looks good. You know, it shows that as long as you keep it creative um, and not get bogged down into any one topic, it really looks good. Kind of like you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're keeping an eclectic approach to it. I yes. like it. Yeah, it's sure. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, it's going to pick up a lot in three or four months is what it shows. Okay. Um, place to live. We moved, my family moved from uh, New York City after I was there 30 years. 
You know what? I apologize. Let me crank you in here. This is awesome. You, you can actually see. Okay, spell your name first and last. So I get it right on. Hang on one second here. There you go. Go ahead. Okay, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I. Sorry, and, and what time? Uh, 12.26 a.m. And where at? Jersey City, New Jersey. All right. So we're wondering, um, you know, we came out to California about a year ago. We're in the San Diego, we're in San Diego and we're wondering where should we live? Should we stay here? Is it, too, mm-hmm. you know, it's too crowded. I was in Hudson County. Uh, we're yeah. in San Diego right now. No, I no, no. I, was, I, I say in, where, where you, where you were born was in Hudson County, right? Uh, I just to make sure yeah, I get the right. I think, yeah. so. I think Hudson County. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. See what that did just FYI here, mm-hmm. you can see, um, it, it logged what we call the uh, longitude and latitude of your location where you were born. See, what astrology really is, is it's a snapshot. See, you can see right here, this is your name, right? Your birthday, mm-hmm. I got everything right, 1226 AM, right? Yep. Okay, Jersey City, notice that's the longitude and latitude. Yep. This is the earth in the middle. So watch, now if we fire this, okay, this is really fascinating. This is location astrology. And obviously, since we're in the good old US of A, uh-huh, let me just see. So you are down in San Diego, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so you are right next to a moon I see land. I'll bet you like it here, don't you? I do like it. You bet, yeah. <laughs> see, see, notice you have, see, these big thick lines have a 300 mile influence to the east, but they have a long sloping influence to the west. If you've ever taken a physics class, you'll heard or have heard of something called the inverse square law. That's a fancy term like lightning sound when you get right on one of these lines that's like going to a concert and standing in front of the stage your pant legs are vibrating right Mm -hmm. so when you're 200 miles away that's like in the middle of the row when you're 300 miles away that's like being out in the parking lot with the door closed you hear the band booming inside the concert hall but you're not right there so you're in a strong influence if we look here at where you're at let's get you a detailed map Um, So you're down in San Diego. So if we measure here from San Diego back to the moon, you can see that's miles right up there. So you're just about 100 miles east of that moon I see line. Plain English? Well, here's a descriptor for that. Moon I see is real warm and fuzzy with the home and the family. See, you can read all this at your leisure. Since you're recording, you can pause your thing and see. So this is some text uh, of what it's like. But that's a good line. I like it. Also, you are a little bit east of this Venus line, but you may be a little east to feel much of it. See, if I measure to that, notice up there, you're about 385, 387 miles to the east. So that tapers off. San Francisco or Northern California might even be better. Um, but you're good. You're good where you're at. Um, you know, I always tell folks the best place to live is Sun, Jupiter, and Venus lines. <clears throat> See, many people um, is uh, here. I'll show you something that's pretty cool. Just while, Je- while just doing this, just for our listeners out there who aren't on our YouTube, Jeff is uh, now we've flipped the uh, show over. So we're following his screen and how he does his work. Now we're looking at something, your auric field with the tree of life. It's really fascinating. So check out our YouTube. Just go to Robert Manny, my name, and it'll pick up the YouTube channel if you want to see all the visuals. Go yep. ahead, Jeff. Many people in the Judeo-Christian religions will remember 
the Lord's Prayer. Well, here's something that's really, really cool that I always like to show people. Most folks will touch their head, say, thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. At the end, right? If you're Jewish, you'll know it different in the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is we know the heart is right here in the heart chakra. The reproductive organs are here. Everything is the sun, which is God's seed, the moon, which is the crucible of creation, Dad puts the seed in mom's womb and out comes a baby. Where on the four elements of the earth between mom's feet. Why do I tell you that is because all the glyphs of the planets are combinations of the circle, the crescent and the cross. Look at Saturn is the cross over the crescent of the moon. Jupiter is the crescent of the moon over the cross. Venus is the sun over the cross and Mars. The ancient symbol was the cross over the sun. Mercury, the alchemical messenger on also logic is the crescent over the sun over the cross. So why do I tell you that? Well, anytime you get next to the moon, it's always very generative. It tends to nurture. It's the cradle. It's like the womb. It always makes you kind of rejuvenate or rejuvenate things or create things. Venus is always pleasurable. So even though Venus is not real close, if you moved up the coast, it would be. See, now you can see it comes on because California. So location astrology is really really fascinating stuff. Um, notice these horizontal lines. These are known as latitude crossings. Okay. And people always ask me, Jeff, show me the best place to go live. And I always say, you know, best good and bad is not descriptive enough. There's many more flavors on the menu. Um, it's like a multiple ice cream shop. You have so many different energies. Notice what I just turned on here. These are called aspects. This is geometric aspects. So I like San Diego. Notice you have Jupiter, the crescent of the moon over the cross. See that Jupiter is like a divine scoop, scooping up the energy and concretizing it through the cross of matter, which is our reality, right? You have Uranus and the sun all beholding trines to these angles. See, ascending means the eastern horizon. It's personal. IC means home, family, real estate. MC always means career. And, you know, it, you got to get used to this. But once you do, it's really a, a wonderful language. So I like San Diego for you. Why? You, you've got a lot of good energies here. You, you really do. See, these are favorable. Anytime you see a triangle, if anybody's taken a geometry class, we know triangles, isosceles triangles are 120 degrees, right? So that's a very smooth flowing energy. So I, I like it. San Diego's good. You, you, you did good moving there. You live right in in san diego or what yes in san diego right oh nice nice i like san diego it's a nice town you know the wizard of oz was written at a hotel down there in san diego you know that don't i you? did not i did not know that yeah yeah yeah, Baum, I think it was in the early 1900s, had written The Wizard of Oz. I forget which hotel it was, but right in San Diego. And he tried to make the movie and he, he never he did make a movie, actually, but it wasn't successful. The book was amazingly successful. And then he died. And of course, MGM came along with Victor Fleming and made it in 1939. And now we've all seen that. Okay. And we'll, we'll continue. Right. To. Let's flip the screen to get us back to where we were, because I need yeah, to sure. host, because we're going to have to wrap yeah, in a minute. So listen, uh, Jeff Harmon, astrologer, amazing guys, guys radio. Here we are. So uh, flip me back. So I'm, am I the host now? <laughs> yeah, my yeah, show. You, yeah, yeah. You're, you're back to your own show now. Go ahead. Okay. You see yourself? Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. Listen, you've yeah. done fantastic. Tell everybody out there where they can learn more about you and where they can uh, hire you for your services. It's amazing. 
Yeah, the, the easiest way is Jeff, J-E-F-F at JeffHarman.com, uh, H-A-R-M-A-N.com. So it's Jeff at JeffHarman.com. And my wife is amazing. She takes all the emails. But I think today it's so fun doing this stuff. I have clients all over the world because you can do it on Zoom like this. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Thanks for being on Guys Guys Radio. And it would be a blast. Let's come back and do it again and see if some of these things you mentioned came true. And uh, we'll have some fun with it. But thank you so much, Jeff Harmon, astrologer on Guys Guys Radio. You bet. Thank you. Robert Manny's The Guys Guys Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, quite a conversation with our special guest, Jeff Harmon, astrologer. He studied classical Vedic and Kabbalistic astrology. And as he mentioned, astrology uh, was really under the overall umbrella, if you will, of astronomy for centuries until the last couple of centuries where it kind of broke off and it's become this its, uh, its own thing, if you will. And it's uh, some people kind of consider it kind of woo-woo. But if you really look at astrology, it's based on math. It's based on charts and the stars. And it is a quantitative uh, form of uh, prediction, if you will, of uh, certain events and things that are occurring. Now, there's also what can occur under the setups of the stars and what they represent. So it, it's not like predicting, predicting the future per se, but directionally, you can kind of get a good feel as to how things are set up for specific potential outcomes. Let's put it that way. So... Jeff uh, did not get into a lot of specifics uh, for 2021. We didn't get into the whole celebrity thing or sports or any of that stuff. But he did come out with a big one, probably the biggest one, when, in that Jeff claims that based on what he has studied and what he has seen on the charts, that Trump will remain president. Now, everybody I'm sure out there has their own opinions on that. Uh, my opinion is that, um, you know, People blame the mainstream media for supposedly suppressing some type of uh, uh, fraud that's out there. And my thing is, if there's fraud, let's see it and let's do something about it. And mainstream media will only report what the courts are deciding upon. And in over 55 cases, the courts pitched this out, including the Supreme Court that has three Trump nominees. So I keep an open mind. I don't want fraud. If there are legal votes and fraud of major, on major scale, and if there's laws being changed, um, let's, let's get it all out there and see what the implications are. And if, in fact, it means that there's a big problem with the election, then let's do something about it. But so far, I don't think that's been proven. If there is evidence, um, I would say, let's not hold it back. Let's put it out there now because the clock's ticking on January 6th. The uh, electors will be counted in Congress, and that's it, basically. So uh, let's see what happens. Uh, Jeff seems to f feel that based on what he's seeing, that there is a potential for Trump staying in the presidency. So let's see. It's interesting stuff. 
beyond that, I can tell you that Jeff, uh, he did a reading of me kind of after, after the show, and he had some amazing, amazingly accurate information about kind of my past and my family. I thought it was spot on, so uh, kudos to Jeff on that. It was an interesting show in that if you watch the YouTube, I, I allowed Jeff uh, to, to kind of be the host for a few minutes so he could show some of the charts he had pulled up on his screen and we could share that with you. So the YouTube experience will be a little bit different because you'll be seeing a lot of what we were talking about uh, on the podcast and also the radio. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA here in Southern California, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 10.50 a.m., the show rebroadcasts on KCAA every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. The podcast and the YouTube drop every Thursday. If you want the YouTube, just go to Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I, and you'll come to a page called Guys Guys TV. So this has been a, quite the year. I hope everybody's staying safe from COVID. Uh, it's, it's raging in California. Everybody's wearing their masks and doing a good job with that. And a lot of people obviously are frustrated uh, because this, this, the shutdowns are still in place, but we've got to kind of hang in there and we've got to get through this. And they're working on obviously a lot of different formats for the vaccine. So I think 2021 will eventually turn and be a good year, but it's going to take some time. We've got to get past the big problem with the COVID. We've got to get the economy back up and running. We've got to get this presidential issue solved. And we've got to just keep being positive. And that would be my number one message for 2021 for everybody out there. Keep positive, love yourself, respect everybody else, do the best you can. And we're going to get through this if we work together. So Guys Guys Radio, thanks so much for your support. I thank my guests. I thank you, my audience. The show is growing at a wonderful pace, and we've got a great 2021 coming up. We've got Neil Donald Walsh uh, and a few other really special guests coming up in the next few weeks. So thanks so much. As I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>